Welcome to First Unitarian Society of Minneapolis, the birthplace of Congregational Humanism. We carry on that tradition of free thought today, dedicated to promoting a free search for truth, meaning, and justice. Our web address is firstunitarian.org. I'm David Breeden, Senior Minister. Welcome. Well, you know, uh, being certain about something can cause some problems. For example, I am certain I know the way from my house to the grocery store. Okay, there are a couple of maybe three different ways, but I know which one is the best way. I'm certain. But you know what? My wife goes a different way. <laughs> How could anyone think there was a better way than mine to the grocery store? Who could even think that's okay? You know what I've got in terms of the best way to the grocery store is the certainty bug. Now, I did look it up on a map program and when I did, I saw that my way is a little bit longer. It takes a little more time. But it's not about efficiency, is it? <laughs> we need to enjoy the journey. Anybody can tell you that my way to the grocery store is more restful <laughs> and peaceful and beautiful. I've got a good case of the certainty bug. I insisted that my way is the shortest, the fastest, and when investigation shows that I might be wrong, well, the certainty bug does not die that easily, does it? <laughs> the certainty bug was most certainly what got the scientist Galileo into trouble. You may remember a solstice, one of our seasonal celebrations team played Galileo well, back there in that dark winter time. He was the central character in our mummer's play. And there was Galileo making scientific observations that conclusively showed that the earth did move. Now, chances are Galileo did not say, e pure se mueve. I, I, I can't speak Italian because I, I just can't do the hands well enough. But, <laughs> but, and yet it moves is the English translation. Uh, and he's supposed to have said that after the Inquisition forced him to recant his heresy concerning the movement of the earth around the sun. So Galileo's And Yet It Moves is one of those things that we wish had happened, but it probably didn't because no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Although it was, in this case, the Roman Inquisition, but they wore red outfits as well. Now, Galileo was physically frail by the time he was tried for heresy, so chances are that he would not have risked imprisonment and torture even by mumbling something such as, nonetheless, it moves. But our theme this month has been vulnerability, and Galileo was vulnerable. He had published his heretical words. He was physically frail, so the Inquisition had him, if you will, dead to rights. 
What was such a big deal? Well, it was the certainty bug, wasn't it? The church was certain that our planet Earth was the center of the solar system and therefore the center of the cosmos itself. The church was all-powerful in the Europe of the time, so their certainty bug mattered. It was dangerous to disagree with them. But as we know, all things are vulnerable, even the superpowers of the earth. And some of the church authorities knew enough about science that uh, they knew that Galileo was probably right. Martin Luther King once quoted the British philosopher Thomas Carlyle saying, no lie can live forever. No lie can live forever. Those of us who love to learn what objective reality has to teach us deeply love the probability of the human sciences that we will know a little more and that no lie can live forever because, as we know, yet it moves. So let's celebrate some more moving. Well, you know, of, of all the critters, uh, I think that uh, we primates uh, tell our story badly. All primates reason, all primates use tools, and all primates pass down learned knowledge to the next generation. By reason, what I mean is being able, as a sentient being, to stop a moment and consider your options rather than doing the same thing over and over. Consider a fly. It will continue to fly against a window pane. Some sentient beings, however, can pause and consider alternatives to flying repeatedly into the window pane. That's reason. It's really, I think, no more complicated than that, except we can use it in more and more complicated ways. For the fly, certainty is a feature, not a bug. It's always certain. It's going to act the same way every time. For some sentient beings, however, certainty can be a bug, not a feature. Again, we tell our story as primates badly. Yes, ancient structures such as Stonehenge were religious sites. Human beings have an emotional strategy, I would call it, that we call religious. Yet, many of those ancient religious structures were also precise mathematical instruments, measuring the movements of the earth and the stars. I, for one, one am convinced that there have been more scientists, physicians, philosophers, and architects in all of human history than there have been priests. Consider the content of one ancient religion from one of the oldest continuous human civilizations, Egypt. The god Thoth is sometimes portrayed with the head of a baboon, sometimes that of an ibis, so sometimes a primate and sometimes a bird. One story about Thoth goes like this. In his time, the calendar had 360 days, 
And Thoth realized that this was not enough time for the earthly seasons to take place. So he asked the moon to give him five more days a year. Now, folks, this is not science, by the way, so uh, this is mythology, so <laughs> it's not going to work out. <laughs> All right. No way am I working five more days in the year, said the moon in response. No way. That's fair, said Thoth. How about we make a bet? Forget about days. Let's gamble for fractions. Sure, said Moon. How big a fraction? Oh, a little one, said Thoth. One seventy-second of your life, of your light, right? One seventy-second is all I want. Well, now, one seventy-second of the moon's light if there's 365 days of the year, it's going to break down to five days or 7,200 minutes. That's all we want is a few minutes. Well, that's strangely precise, said the moon, but sure, I'll go for your bet. And though history nor mythology says what the game was, indeed Thoth won the game, got the 172nd of a earthly light year, and by golly, we now have 365 days in our calendar. All right. Now, if Thoth sounds a bit like the mythical character of a trickster, you're right about that. Prometheus is as well. The, the, the gods that bring humanity some kind of knowledge are often trickster gods. Thoth was supposed to also have invented writing, and it usually appears, if you look at the various kinds of pictures with some kind of a writing instrument, which was a reed in ancient uh, Egypt. Thoth is also thought to have created the math behind the pyramids, and he created the Ankh, A-N-K-H, the symbol for life and being itself, and as you can easily see, that's a precursor to the Christian cross. Thoth lives on in popular culture even to our day, a symbol of wisdom and creative adaptability, the ability to use our brains so that we don't have to act like the fly with certainty all the time. Now, besides a love for extravagant neckwear, the <laughs> The ancient Egyptian poets who invented the myth of the god Thoth and the Elizabethan era scientist Francis Bacon had also interests in creative adaptability and in experiment. They both learned the wisdom of checking with the earth before you make claims about reality. Sir Francis Bacon is commonly credited with formulating what we today call the scientific method, and he's famous for formulating the phrase scientia potentia est, knowledge is power. Now, it is interesting that it, it first looks like the word science, and that is where it comes from, though from the verb scientare, which is to chop apart, to cut up into little pieces so that you can look at things. And scientia, in this case, is knowledge, and potentia is potential, right? Not power, but potential, the potential of knowledge. Galileo improved on the existing telescopes of his time, and he turned that telescope to the moon, and he wrote... What he saw, he said he saw a strange spottedness 
of, on the moon, a strange spottedness. No one had ever seen that strange spottedness on the moon before. It wasn't smooth like porcelain. Rather, it was strangely spotted. Certainty died at that moment. And as I said before, no lie, even an unintentional lie, even a confused mythological fib, none of those can last forever. We were then, we are now, and we will always be primates looking at the stars. That's always been what we were, and it always will be. Our greatest enemy has always been our own egos and our certainty. Our greatest strength, now and forever, is our awe and our wonder. Thanks for listening. You can find much more about humanism and what's happening at First Unitarian Society in Minneapolis by visiting our website at firstunitarian.org.